Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 145 of the podcast that was originally recorded on January 15th of 2017. Some of the games I played this past week, some Pathfinder Adventure card game. I also got in a little Arkham Horror Living card game. A lot of card games going on this week. A little Stop Thief. This was a playtesting that we received that I was really stoked to get into the table, as well as some automobiles and some deep sea adventure. I also talked about a few of the games that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. And welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 145 today. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild there. We are guild number 2440. I have some new posts out there from this past week where I have posted my current geek list of my top 10 games from 2016, as well as some topics from some current games that we're playing. I will be posting some other posts this week from some of the games I'm going to be discussing here on the podcast, as well as possibly creating a new part of the forums, which we'll talk about in a little bit. On Twitter, you can follow me at what I'm playing now. You can find things out like um, I was watching Dragon Ball Z earlier today, a little kind of guilty pleasure of mine. I was recording this stuff off of Adult Swim on Cartoon Network, so I watched a couple episodes of that today. So on Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. You will find us there on Google+. We are plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's talk about a few of the games that I played for this past week under what I'm playing now. My group got together today for some Pathfinder adventure card game. We're still working our way through Rise of the Rune Lords. We are on a scenario set five still. We had to replay uh, the A and B scenarios that we had played. I think it was pretty much about a month ago that was the last time we got together right before the holidays and with everything that was going on. Uh, we were supposed to get together probably, I think, on the 1st, as that was the first Sunday of the month here, as we normally play on the 1st and 3rd Sundays down at Recess in North Olmstead. Uh, the 1st, everybody was pretty much busy or was not able to make it. So we are playing on the 15th, which was today, as well as the 29th, which is the end of the month. We're going to try to see if we can knock out this fifth scenario set here in January, and then maybe bring the sixth one to a conclusion here in February, and then everybody will start moving on to Mask of the Mummy, I think, is the next box set that we're going to be playing. So I was talking to a couple of guys down at the game store that are a part of my group. I was curious as to whether anybody would be willing to take over the reins of the Pathfinder Adventure card game that I've been doing down there. I think I've been running the Pathfinder card game down at Recess now probably for about close to three years now, maybe two and a half, three years. I can't remember when we actually started playing it down there, but I think we started playing it shortly after Skull and Shackles had come out. We've played through Skull and Shackles. We've played through Wrath of the Righteous. 
Like I said, we're currently playing through Rise of the Rune Lords. I really enjoy the Pathfinder adventure card game. I'm having a great time with it. Uh, replaying the, through a couple of scenarios today, uh, we had a couple people that weren't available to make it. So uh, three people who um, showed up today actually weren't with us the last time. So we got to replay the A and B scenarios, like I just said, and we just played one big party of five. Normally, we're trying to split up into smaller groups in this um playing through these scenarios this time, but since there were just five of us, we said, let's just play as one group. A couple of us replayed it, which we had no problem with. We actually had zero issues with completing these scenarios today. Um, it seemed that our group was well overpowered for everything, including any of the henchmen and villains that we ran into. I actually got a couple of uh, level five upgrade cards. Um, I think on the first one, I got an item five. And then in the second one, I got an ally five. So I was able to upgrade my deck nicely. Um, I wasn't able to take any of the other rewards considering I had played these before. So I just got the deck upgrades from playing them a second time. But I was happy with that. But like I said, I was kind of looking at some of the other guys to see if anybody's interested in possibly taking over the reins for the Pathfinder Adventure Card game. I'd like to kind of see that continue and definitely don't want to see that fall off. I know we have a couple of people who are very much into Pathfinder and they are um, one guy's really into both the, the RPG and the card game. And another guy is into both the RPG and now getting into the card game as I think he's adventure captain for the area, I think, or something like that. So I'm going to be talking with these guys and see if one of them is going to be kind of maybe taking over the reins as I am looking to possibly start playing the Arkham Horror Living Card Game down at the store on Sundays. And I may do the same Sundays as Pathfinder. I may do the first and the third uh, just so I can kind of see those guys and still keep in touch with them because the, the group that we actually have playing Pathfinder is is a really great group of people. I've really enjoyed playing with these with everybody over the past several years. Um, we've made some really nice friendships there. And I I hate to, to stop playing Pathfinder, but after having sat down and played some Arkham, Arkham Horror Living Card game, I'm really intrigued to see the story behind Arkham Horror. Um, like I've mentioned before, getting my wife to play some co-op games is is kind of tricky. She's not a huge co-op fan. So I have a feeling that unless if I start playing this down at the game store, kind of like I did with Pathfinder, I probably won't be getting Arkham Horror to the table too much. It was I what I've played so far, I've played solo. Uh, originally, my buddy Eric and I sat down and tried to go through uh, one of the scenarios a couple weeks ago when we were trying to learn the game, but he was not familiar with the game at all. I was still learning the game and trying to teach it and learn it at the same time was just way too difficult. So I sat down this past week, spent a couple hours reading through the rules again and just looking things up as I came across them and getting through the first scenario that is kind of the tutorial scenario that you could say for Arkham Horror. And I will say that I really enjoy the game. I'm now really looking forward to trying to do some of the deck building parts of this game. Um, I'm looking to possibly maybe get another core set so I can have a couple of different decks built from some of the different detectives um, so I can have things ready to try some different things if I can get some people playing. So possibly once we're done with the six scenario set here for Pathfinder Adventure Card Game Rise of the Rune Lords, I might drop out of Pathfinder and start looking for people to see if they'd like to get together and start playing some of the Elder Arkham Horror games and maybe even Elder Tor and maybe even Mansions of Madness. Maybe if we can get some of the other games if we to the table, if we get through some of the different scenarios that uh, they are releasing for the LCG out, 
Um, you know, I wouldn't mind playing through some of the Mansions of Madness. Um, I have a tablet I can bring down that we can use, and I think that would be a lot of fun. But it does seem that Fantasy Flight is pumping out quite a bit of content for this Arkham Horror LCG. I just picked up their first, you know, big box expansion for the game, and I have two or smaller ones, and I still need to work through the base set still. So um, I have a feeling by the time that we get some of this stuff possibly going down in the store, it probably won't be until the earliest of March, I'm guessing. And I'm going to be posting some things possibly out on their Facebook page to see what type of interest I can get. I'm going to be also posting some items out in the forums for what I'm playing now. I'd actually like to just create a separate forum section, maybe for Arkham Horror so people can maybe get some deck building discussions going and get some discussions on playing the game and what they're playing. And if we can get a couple of maple, maybe different tables going with some different people and, you know, they really don't have, from what I know right now, any sort of organized play for uh, the game right now. But if we can even just get some normal people or regular people showing up normally on a regular basis, I think that could be a lot of fun. And if people can't show up one week, other people can always come in and, you know, just like we do with Pathfinder, you know, we take people, even if we're halfway through a scenario, we will try to get their decks set up for them. And, you know, they, Paizo does have some rules set aside for people starting off in the middle of the higher level scenarios and what they can do to build their deck. So I'm sure we can probably come up with some house rules and stuff from Arkham, for Arkham Horror and get through some of these scenarios. And I think it could be a pretty good time. And I'm kind of really looking forward to possibly starting some new adventures in Arkham Horror. So if anybody else is interested, definitely drop me a line at what I'm playing now at gmail.com and let me know if you might be interested in, in getting together. You will probably need a core set for the game yourself to play, uh, as I currently only have one. So I probably won't be able to supply too many decks to people. But I think if we get a group of regular people, you know, showing up on a regular basis, I think it could be a lot of fun. And like I said, if we get through some of the scenarios, playing some of the other games, I have Mansions of Madness. I pretty much have Eldritch Horror as well as a majority of the expansions for the game. I think the last two are the only ones I don't have. You know, we, I'm even willing to venture out into some of the other games that are just based around the whole Arkham series, and I think it would just be a blast to do. So I'm looking to start that up, so look for that stuff coming up, um, both on the podcast and on the website, um, some postings that we'll be seeing about that. Then this past Thursday when I went down to my local game store, got in a little game of Stop Thief. Stop Thief is a game that was originally released, I think, back in the late 70s, and I still have my original game from, I think it was Milton Bradley um, who released it. It actually has an electronic device, and in this game, you're playing detectives, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to find the hidden thief. So with the electronic device, you're going to start the scenario or your adventure out, however you want to say it, and uh, a crime is going to be committed somewhere on the board. So you know that the thief is going to be in one of possible four buildings. Back then, you used a roll, a roll and move type of mechanic to actually get around the board. And from listening to the different clues that the device is giving you, you will know that the that a crime has been committed, that the thief is possibly walking around the the building he's in. He could possibly break a window and get out onto the street. He could take a subway and basically move from one corner of the board to the other. So the device basically gave you all these different sounds. And you're trying to figure out by process of deduction, based on the building he's at and where a crime could possibly be committed, from the surrounding areas of what where that's at, and you're trying to listen to all the different clues to, to kind of corner the, the villain or the thief and basically catch him. 
So Restoration Games has put together, um, I guess you could say a prototype. It's it's in the demo stage, and one of my buddies, Dave, actually received one of the one of the copies, so we can actually give this game a test playthrough. So he printed out the board and um, put together some components uh, for the game. We he has um, an app that they had given him. That wasn't of the full-blown app, but he had to run the app, and three of us actually played as the detectives. And I will say that Restoration Games here has a very good representation of what Stop Thief and kind of played like back 25, 30 years ago, because it's been quite a while since I've brought this game to the table. I kind of wanted to introduce this, introduce this game to my wife um, a little while ago, and we just haven't had a chance to to get it to the table but I will say I brought my game down there to show everybody what the original board game looked like, what some of the cards looked like, how the game played. You know, back then you were only playing for, I think it was the the detective who got the first to $2,500 was the winner. Uh, I believe we're playing, due to inflation probably, we're playing up to $25,000 right now because I think each dollar increment was $1,000 now as opposed to the $100 it was back then. But one of the other things I thought was pretty unique in what Restoration Games is actually doing with this game is you're no longer going to be using a die for your roll and move mechanic. Each character is, or each player is going to be given essentially a different character, and they will be handed a deck of small cards that they're going to be using for their movement. And the movement is going to range from essentially 0 up to 12, I believe. And each one is a little different. And on some of the cards, you will have some possible different actions that you can actually do when you play those cards. So instead of having the randomness of the die, you can actually play, if you want to get from starting off in the middle of the board and you want to get over to one of the buildings real quick, you can might maybe play your 12 movement and then move 12 spaces on the board. Now, the movement for the detectives is a little different than the thief because the thief will just move between the different major spots on the board. So the thief is going to move between a crime scene, between one of the footstep spots, between a broken window, a door, or possibly the subway. There are also smaller spot, smaller spots on the board, smaller circles on the board, where the detective will actually have to move through. So the detectives move move a little bit slower than the thief, but you can still pretty much pinpoint the thief down. And I will say that uh, a couple of people, the younger people at the table who had never played this game before, were kind of a little skeptical at first, I think, about the game. But at the end, everybody really enjoyed it. I thought that the game played very well with the differing types of cards that the people got. And we noticed pretty much about halfway three quarters to the game that not all of the decks were the same. So there were some people that maybe had an additional action in their deck. There were some people that maybe had a couple of more higher numbered movement cards. So all of the decks were essentially different in a, in an essence. And I don't want to say they all play differently, but they, they, they will react differently in the game, and they will play a little different. So it seemed, from what we can tell from what we played, that the deck so far seemed, did seem pretty balanced. It didn't seem like one color was more powerful than the other, could get around the board any faster. But I thought that was a really neat way that they kind of changed the whole roll and move mechanic with the dice to these cards, and, and they actually mixed it up a little bit. So playing as a different color player actually gives you a little bit different of a feel of a detective as you're going through the game. 
I really can't wait to actually see the final version of this game come out with a full-blown app. I'm really interested to see what the actual board game is really going to look like and what some of the, some of the components are going to look like. Uh, from a posting that I just saw, I believe it was on Twitter, it looks like this game is going to be put on Kickstarter possibly in February. So I would keep your eye out for this one. This is probably one I'm going to be backing probably immediately, mainly just because of the nostalgia. And I will say that the game... That besides the nostalgia that the game had, the game played really good. It's it's a really fun deduction style game, and it'll be really neat to just have you know the app that will be able to control everything for the players, and you won't have to have one person like we like we had to do you know temporarily while they're still working through the app and building things and changing things. Uh, but so far. I think they have a really good chance of having having a really good game on their hands with this one. And I was really impressed with it. It really reminded me um, of playing the game, you know, 30 years ago. And just when Dave put the board down in front of me, I knew what each spot was on the board just from looking at it. I knew where the crime scenes were. I knew what the windows were. I knew, you know, for the breaking glass sound. I knew what all the footstep spots were. I knew the subways. And I pretty much remembered kind of everything almost immediately. And not having played the game in like 30 years, I was really impressed. One, that I remembered it. And two, that it played so closely to that old version. So Stop Thief is a game that's going to be on Kickstarter soon. Definitely watch for this one. I was really glad that my buddy Dave got into the playtesting for this one. I will definitely give this one a thumbs up. I can't wait to get the Kickstarter for this one going. And I, I, can't, I hope that Restoration Games really has a su successful Kickstarter for this one. After that game, we got a little bit of automobiles to the table. Of course, this game was on my top 10 list for 2016. I really enjoyed this bag builder racing game. I started off as the fourth player. So, of course, with bag building, I sometimes start off a little slow. And I was probably around the, um, the, the end to the middle of the pack there for most of the game. The last couple of turns around that board, I was able to really have my deck kind of rounded out. I mean, I had a couple of purple cubes that I was able to keep all of the brown cubes, which are kind of like the clutter out of my bag. So every time that I really had a lot of brown cubes accumulating over in kind of like my discard pile, I was able to throw down a purple cube and just wipe all those out and just keep my bag nice and trim and just keep going around the track. We had a feeling that the game was going to come down to the last lap. And we actually kind of started the started an extra lap because we hadn't noticed that when Eric had taken his last turn, he hadn't pulled all his cubes back to his discard pile. And there was a green cube sitting there. And on my turn, I had played a green cube and I was one space away from actually going over the finish line. And as the fourth player, had I done that, I would have instantly won the game and the game would have ended because everybody would have had an equal amount of turns. When it had gotten to Eric, Eric took his whole turn. Dave was about ready to take his turn. And then Dave just happened to notice that there was an extra green cube sitting there in front of Eric that he had not pulled over to his discard pile that was removed from the board. And everybody kind of just looked at me and just said, you won. And I was like... Oh, I did because we I was already counting where I was on on the board and the cubes that I had actually drawn for what possibly would have been that last turn were horrible and I would have probably ended up second or third because I would have barely just gotten over the finish line even though I was just one space away from the finish line. I the last hand the last set of cubes I drew were horrible. So when Eric said that that cube was in his discard pile and we thought back to me playing that last green cube on the last turn, everybody was just like, 
you just won. And I just sat there and I was like, well, that was kind of an anticlimactic win because I really wasn't expecting it. And we were, we had already started kind of the next turn. So we kind of just stopped playing, said I won the game, but it was crazy. I was happy. I think that's actually the first time I had won at, uh, at automobiles. So I was really happy at that because I, I really enjoy that game. I still need to get that one added to my collection. It's one I haven't picked up yet. But like I said, out of my top 10, it's the only one I haven't added to my collection. But I was really stoked to actually um, get to play that again so soon after the new year. And after that, we had um, the group of us, the the four or five of us actually were sitting there. And we wanted to play like a light filler game real quick before we ended the evening. And we jumped over to Deep Sea Adventure. I had talked about this one a couple podcasts ago. This is a game where you're rolling dice, you're pushing your luck completely. And I will say that the last time I played this, it was just Eric and I. So it was just a two-player game. This time we had uh, four of us playing. And it did make the game quite different because you were able to get much further down along the treasure path because you're able to jump over so many more people and it saves you so many more spaces of movement that we were getting down into some of the higher number tokens. And there was one time where I was almost going to push my luck to actually try to get down to the very end and grab one of the piles of treasure that had dropped when somebody had actually not been able to return to the sub on one of the previous rounds um, because they ran out of air. But I wasn't able to do that. Um, I was only able to get back up to the sub, I think, once myself out of the several rounds that we played. Um, I did not do too good in Deep Sea Adventure. I definitely like to push my luck a little bit too much when it comes to those type of games. And I, for some reason, just never can learn when to stop and turn around and try to just start going back up that train, that, you know, that treasure trove path that is in front of us. So Deep Sea Adventure is a game, if you haven't seen it before, definitely check this one out. It's a smaller game that is, I think, around $20 or so. And... It is just a lot of fun. If you like roll a dice, push your luck um, type of games, Deep Sea Adventure is definitely one to check out. I really enjoyed this one. We played it last time with just two people and with four people. I think it was even much more fun because the amount of treasures that you're actually able to get with four people is just so much more. So that's it. Those are the games I played for the week. A couple of the games that I wouldn't mind seeing hit the table here soon under the what I'm what I want to play now part of the show. Pillars of the Earth, I just noticed this past week, is actually getting a reprint. This is a deck. Um, I almost said a deck builder because I've had deck builders on my mind with automobiles and all the other games that I've been playing. This is actually a worker placement game. Pillars of the Earth is one of the classic worker, worker placement games. And it's one that if you ever tried to get it, it's a grail game for a lot of people. Right now, it's kind of pricey because it's been out of print for a while. And I think getting the expansion is just as hard. But the game is actually going to be reprinted, I believe, this year. Which when I heard this, my wallet just kind of looked at me and thanked me. Because this has been one of the games I've always wanted to kind of add to my collection. It's a game that I think my wife would really like because we both like worker placement games. And it is just a classic game. And I just like to have some of those classics in my collection. So when I kind of heard that this one was actually being reprinted, I was really happy about that one. I believe the expansion's hopefully going to be reprinted as well. And this is a game that I will definitely be watching out for. And as soon as it does become available, I will be ordering this one. And it will probably be hitting the table again. Because like I said, I like worker placement games. And this is definitely one of the classics. After that, this past week when I was down at the game store, besides picking up the first big box expansion to Arkham Horror, like I had mentioned earlier, I also picked up a little tiny epic Western game. And I was kind of excited for that one. I talked about this one many months ago. 
I decided to just pick this one up on a whim. I figured my wife and I would kind of like to play this small little worker placement. We like poker, so I have a feeling that this will fit white right in our wheelhouse. Um, both liking poker as well as worker placement. I had always wanted to get this one to the table. I haven't seen this one played too much down at my local game store, so I may take this one with take this one with me on Thursday to see if anybody wants to give this one a go. Because um, I would like to play this with more than two people to see how it goes. So that's Tiny Epic Western. That's one of the other games I wouldn't mind getting to the table here soon. And now that I have my own copy, hopefully I can. But other than that. Those are the games I played for the week, and those are the games that I want to play. All right, everybody, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send the emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversation over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild there, guild number 2440. On Twitter, at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. Our Facebook page is What I'm Playing Now. Just do a search for that. On Google Plus, we are plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, everybody, you know what to go do. Go play some games and then let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody. I will be back next week with some more great games played. I will talk to you then. Bye-bye.